0: Hey Phil! Hey Sender!
1: You want to talk about backstories?
0: Hell yeah! All right, so look, I was born outside of New York, City. Mm-hmm. and welcome to Panda's Talking Games. I'm your host with the larger backstory, Phil. And I am your
1: other host
0: with the shorter backstory, Senda. So tonight's
1: topic comes to us from the Jade Prophet on Twitter, who asked us, can your NPCs have too much backstory? When does that happen? Short answer, yes. But is it really a problem? So tonight we're going to talk about the pros and cons of the lengths of NPC and PC backstories. But before we can do that, we need Lord Panda to define... Just what is a backstory, exactly?
0: Well, thank you, Lady Panda. (laughs) Uh, The backstory is the information about a PC or NPC before they appear in the game. The goal of the backstory is to give the player or GM material to work with to make the character feel more authentic. So let's do this by way of example with a really simple backstory. So here's one no backstory, right? Bartender in a tavern. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you can imagine it, right? Pretty generic, kind of boring, right? Right. Here's my backstory. Bartender in a tavern was a former soldier, has a limp from a war wound that was never fully healed.
1: Yeah. So the moment that you do that, we have an example that we can infer some things from, right, about this particular bartender. So they have some experience in combat because this is a war wound. And they're an ex-soldier. They might, you know, have a very neat and kept appearance. Like, they might still dress and keep themselves, like, in a military fashion. As they're moving around behind the bar, they're limping, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And when you talk to this bartender, one of the things they probably have or that they will probably bring up is they might have some really interesting war stories.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So lots of things can go into a backstory. So let, let's just run through some, let's run through some things that you could potentially put into a backstory to round out your character.
1: Yeah. Personal history.
0: Sure. Like, you know, where they grew up and, you know, what town and all that stuff. Family and lineage.
1: Yeah. Which is, of course, your family and lineage, but might also include chosen family stuff too, right? hmm Major events in their life. Sure.
0: Maybe you. Maybe the character took part in a war or maybe the character was um, in the backgrounds of a treaty signing, something like that. Right. Uh, personality. Are they happy? Are they sad?
1: Yeah. How do they generally approach life? And then things like companions, allies, and enemies. So are there important people that um, are related to this PC or NPC that affect how they act about things?
0: Yeah, so all of those things... When combined, help build a more realistic and authentic character, and that in turn allows the person who's going to play them. Uh, it helps them with immersion and makes the game richer overall, right? Because if our if our NPCs and our PCs have good backstories, we've we've a lot more to work with, and we can really like we can kind of get our hands in there and kind of you know make some really good acting moments.
1: Yeah, and stakes and stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So the challenge with backstories has always been one of balance, right? And the balance is how much backstory do you actually need?
0: Right. So too little backstory and the character, like, you're going to lose out on the realism and authenticity you just don't really have anything, right? So, you know, if your backstory was um, kind of dry, like they were born in town and lived here their whole lives. Right. Right, Like, that's somewhat useful, but it doesn't get you a lot.
1: Right. Versus if you have too much backstory and you spent a lot of time creating it, you might not be able to get all of that story out at the table. Like, you may not actually be able to play it all out At which point some of it basically for all intents and purposes to everyone else at the table doesn't exist.
0: So let's sidebar for a moment about player character backstories. I'm going to go off of something you said. Yep. So when when Jade Prophet asked about too much backstory, there is a thing where some people really dig writing lengthy backstories to their character. When... I'm calling you out uh-huh. for, like, 50 yeah, you, pages you of can character totally backstory. call
1: him out. Yeah. Right. That's a thing. Um,
0: <laughs> but here's the thing about, so here's the thing about backstory. It doesn't really do any harm if you overdo it. But there is a thing you have to keep in mind, and it's something that you had said before. If it doesn't get expressed at the table yep. in some manner... yep. Then it's like it hasn't happened yet. Yep. And what and what what we mean by that is that you don't actually have to play out the character's backstory, but if but if you have written a lengthy backstory and you have a whole bunch of events, and you don't bring it up and tell anyone at the table, yeah, like your character's like, oh, my uncle, uh, he's the head of the thieves guild, right? Like, yeah. like if you don't if you don't express that in game. Yes. It is like it has never happened. Yeah. Now, on one hand, that's a problem, um, because you have like this backstory that's not getting into play. But if your backstory has got the character set in your mind and like you have a good feel for the character, it's 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 okay, right? Like it's okay that you did it. The last part of it is if you have written a lengthy backstory as a player. Don't expect everyone else to have read it. Yeah. Like, your GM, probably not going to read it. In fact, if you write a lengthy backstory for your character, do a little TLDR and send that to your GM.
1: Although, I'm going to say, I am just going to say, on the when note, I'm pretty sure Quincy read it all.
0: Sure. I mean, it's cool. Like, it's cool if a GM (laughs) has time to do it.
1: We're really into this game, though. (laughs) Like.
0: Yeah, it, it it's cool to do it, and and maybe the GM has time to do it, but I would not assume that the GM has time to do it. Right.
1: That's very fair. I would not have time to read 50 pages of backstory.
0: I probably just wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I, just I don't know like, if I do me- or don't have time, but I would just be like, you know what? I need a paragraph Can here. Can you
1: give me the short version? Yeah. TLDR. Yep, Exactly. Anyway,
0: TLDR, this uh, character is got uh, this character struggling from, you know, from PTSD from the last dragon attack and, uh, you know, often lashes out at friends and iso- has isolated themselves from family. Let's roll. Yeah. Right? Like, let's go. Good. We let's got it. go. OK, good. good. So I just wanted to sidebar that because yeah, yeah. Um, I, thought- I realized. I realized as we were going through this that the rest of the notes become a little more um, NPC-centric. Yep. And I kind of wanted to just address uh, player characters real quick.
1: Right. And I actually said that thinking that you were probably going to sidebar into that. So well done.
0: (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) Okay. There we go. All right. So all of what we just said gets back to Jade Prophet's question. Can an NPC have too much backstory?
1: Yeah. And the answer is yes and No, right? Because on the one hand, yeah, there can be too much. And I would define, I think we would define too much as being if you're short on time or rushing to write up backstory for every NPC in your game. Like basically, you know, you're spending all of your prep time writing backstory in your NPCs and maybe it's more time than you have. And maybe you're not planning other things as thoroughly as you could be because you're spending too much time on your NPCs. And... Again, and similarly to what we just talked about with a PC, if you're writing all of that backstory, but it's not making it to the table in your NPCs, then the only place it lives is, is, is in your head, right? If it's not actually getting expressed at the table, then it was a lot of work that didn't get used.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, it's not too much when having it makes you feel prepared to run your game because NPC backstories are part of your prep, And uh, as we've said many times before, and as I've said, when I wrote never unprepared, the goal of prep is to make you feel prepared and comfortable to run your game. So if you need to write slightly lengthier backstories, because that is what helps cement NPCs in your head. And that is what makes you comfortable when you get to the table, then yeah, then it's not too much prep or it's not too much uh, backstory. Um, Also, if writing a little bit of extra backstory helps you portray more authentic and compelling characters in your games, that is also good. Because having those kinds of characters are what makes the game exciting for people. Yeah. It is one of the things. I shouldn't say it is the thing. It, it is one of the things that makes it things. more exciting.
1: Yeah. But, it, but it, it can be a big one depending on the game. Yeah. Um, so basically the answer is pretty nuanced, right? So when it comes to backstories, we need to talk about a few more factors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the first one is your ability to improv. Mm -hmm. So if you are good at making things up, you actually need less backstory than more backstory because you'll just fall back on your improv skills to make up the rest. Now, if (laughs) if you're not good at improv... This is where you might want to have a little bit more backstory, because then you're not trying to come up with it. You just have it written down.
1: Right. Um, And then another one is actually how important this character is to the story, right? Right. Because a minor character doesn't need as much backstory as a major one, you're just not going to interact with them as much. But it matters a lot what the backstory is of like your big bad, because that's probably the thing that is driving them to do and react and be the way that they are. And it makes a really big difference if, when at the end of the game, everybody's like, "We don't get it," right? Like you have to you have to have a a logical backstory for that villain to have made them act that way.
0: Yep. The next one is the likelihood of interaction in the session you're preparing. So you might have the big bad and need a really big backstory for them. But if they're not going to show up until the fifth session, Mm -hmm. you probably don't need to write that backstory for your prep for session two. Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But the, the idea being that you want to put a little more backstory into NPCs that are likely to be encountered in a session and less on the ones that are unlikely to be encountered. So if if your session has nothing to do with the temple in town, uh, don't feel the need to flesh out the, the cleric this week. You can get to it in a future session.
1: Right. And then the last the last factor that we'll bring up before we jump into our next section is the depth of the game that you are playing. Is this a one-shot or is this a campaign? It makes a difference.
0: And when we get to talking about one-shots and campaigns, it's time for us to put down the bamboo, fall off of our platforms and roll into action. (laughs) So tonight we're going to give you tips on how to get the right balance of backstory for your NPCs based on the game that you're playing.
1: Surprise, I will be doing one-shots.
0: And bigger surprise, I'll be doing the campaign. It's
1: so shocking, isn't it?
0: So for, we're going to switch it one day I
1: know, just to mess people up. So when it comes to one shots, we have to keep in mind that our NPCs don't actually have a long shelf life. They have the shelf life of our game, which our PCs have like a two to four hour shelf life. The NPCs are probably not on stage that even that entire time. Right. And then also you only have that short temporary period of time in which to reveal the backstory of the NPC in that session. So when we talk about backstory for one shots, here's where you got to land it.
0: When you are doing prep, as long as you have time, prep all that you want. When you're doing play, for play, it's a little different, right? So the backstory for our NPCs need to be a bit more of a single note, in a one shot, right? Like we want the, we want the PCs to get a feel for that NPC quickly. And we want the story to keep moving. So we don't really want to like make our, most of our NPCs in a one shot too complex. Like that's the person that was in the war. That's the person that, you know, that's the person who's lived in town all their lives. Like that kind of thing. One note.
1: Right. One specific defining feature that you can use to sort of play them but of course, the exception to this is your main NPC for the adventure. So when we talk about big bads and motivation and all of that kind of stuff, this is the one who should have a little bit more backstory because it's going to come out in the game or you want it to come out in the game, right? Because it's all tangled up in everything. So since this, this main NPC is usually the driving force of the one shot, their backstory has to make sense, like we talked about with the plot of the one shot, Because that's what's making this story happen. And you need to manage to get this backstory out during the course of the actual session slash adventure and avoid the pre-climax monologue unless... I have an unless on avoiding the the monologue. So the exception is if it's something that is it's genre appropriate for your one shot for something like that to happen. So, for example, a magical girl's one shot. It's extremely appropriate for the evil villain to get on the screen and monologue at the characters before they defeat her or him.
0: There you go. All right. So here we go. Quick example. Uh, Let's do a supers game. Yeah, our villain is Madame Evil, Mm -hmm. and Madame Evil is behind a set of attacks against the Pexel Corporation. Like so, all through the city, Madame Evil and and her henchmen are attacking various Pexel assets, so a laboratory, an office building, that kind of thing. Okay, so here's our backstory. Our backstory uh, is that Madame Evil was once a scientist at Pexel, along with her wife. But there was an accident that killed her wife, but granted Madam Evil her powers. Mm-hmm. She tried to sue the Pexel Corporation, but the lawyers buried everything, blamed the accident on the dead wife, and left Madam Evil with nothing, right? Like, they fired her. She lost her wife. She got no money, like, the whole nine yards.
1: Yeah. So you could you could dish all of that out in a monologue at the end after the heroes have been chasing around this sort of shapeless villain for two hours. But that's kind of boring. So maybe something more like at the site of the first attack, the word Karen is found. And that word keeps appearing at all the different attack sites, right? Like, why is it there? Maybe a failed attack or the one that the heroes thwart is on a pexel lawyer, right? And then maybe if they ask about the name Karen then that lawyer is not allowed to say anything because they're under a non-disclosure agreement, so they're not going to talk about this, right? So you kind of see how this goes, where it starts building into like an, ooh, there's something else going on, right? And doing it this way means that Madame Evil's backstory is revealed all through the session so that when the heroes arrive for that big set piece showdown with Madame Evil at the end, they have some understanding about who she is and why she's doing it which makes everything so much more interesting, right? So to summarize, write as much as you want slash need, as long as you are not infringing on time to do the rest of the things you need to do in your life. Minor NPCs need either no background or maybe just a single interesting tidbit to differentiate them. And your major NPC can be more developed, so you're going to use their background to drive the plot and reveal it along the way as it happens. So now that we know how to handle backstory in one shots, I assume we have more options as usual when we get to campaigns.
0: Uh, Absolutely. So as we move into campaigns, we come to the place where deep backstories really get to play out. I say play out again, because that is the most important thing, right? For a character's backstory to reach its full potential, we need to express it in play. And we talked about that just, you know, we talked about that earlier earlier. That, like, we just got to get it to the table through either that kind of monologue exposition, like where, you know, somebody confesses something or through other NPCs or through things like uh, history books or news clippings, like something like that. Things to get that backstory into play. Again, because if it's not, if no one knows about it, then, like, you know, if it doesn't come out, like, it's it's not really playable. It's
1: Schrodinger's background. Is it there? Is it not? No one knows. I mean,
0: I've used that to my advantage a few times, right? right? Like I've I've gone back and like retcon stuff, you know, that I hadn't brought out because Absolutely. somebody at the table did something or said something and I was like, "Oh shit, that's way better. Hang on. I'm going to go like fix that." Right? <laughs> so there is an advantage for actually not putting all that information out, right? Cuz you can go back and just retcon it. Right. Um, and revise it in like, you know, between sessions. But anyway, give an example.
1: Yeah, for instance, we could talk about Madam Evil again because she sounds pretty awesome, right? So we can have her attacking Pexel throughout the campaign, but if we never actually reveal why, like if there's nothing to say that she's doing it for a reason, then all the players know is that Madam Evil is the villain that attacks Pexel.
0: Yeah, and and that's not actually, that's actually like, right, that's not that interesting. And on top of it, the characters aren't going to be super either invested or conflicted about capturing her right they're right. gonna be like oh you're the one who just keeps blowing up pexel stuff like guess it's time to kind of like put you down and take you off to suit you know to the supermax prison but right if throughout the campaign like it becomes revealed like what happens right like now when the confrontation comes with with Madame evil like, it's a little more nuanced because now it's like well yes like you actually do have a legitimate reason to attack this corporation. And Mm -hmm. I need to take you into custody. But at the same time, if I'm a really good guy, I also need to kind of like pass some justice on Pexel as well. Yeah. Like,
1: Like both of you are in trouble, naughty children.
0: Yeah. Like it makes it a much more interesting game. So again, you could have written that whole cool backstory, but if you don't do anything to get it to the table, it doesn't become something that the players can use. Get it to the table. Like, I can't say it enough times, <laughs> right? Like, like you can, again, write all you want. You just have to get the good stuff to the table. Okay. So maybe you don't have to get the character's favorite color to the table, but the part where her wife was killed in a lab accident. Right. Important it's shit key. to get to the table. It's key. Okay. Right? Cool. Yeah. All right. So keeping all of that in mind, the campaign is the form of the game that suits longer scenes and reoccurring entities, right? We have time on our side.
1: Mm -hmm. Time is on my side.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Right. So because we have time on our side, um, we can drag out scenes a bit more, right? We can have longer dialogues. We can have a character come back in the next session or two sessions later, that kind of thing. So when it comes to expressing the backstory of a character take advantage of this form, right? Like, take advantage of this uh, and do it.
1: Right. So as for how much backstory to create, if you want to get more in-depth in a campaign, it's actually okay because you will have more time to express it. Really, the only limitation here is, you know, as long as it's not eating into your ability to maintain the campaign itself and do the prep that you need to do for the sessions for the rest of the prep stuff that you need to do, Then, hey, have at it. Whatever you think you can get to the table.
0: Yeah. Now, let me just, I'm going to sidebar one more time. Mm -hmm. So in a campaign, there's another thing you can do, which is you can increase the backstory on a character. So let's, for instance, say that we make a very simple, our very simple bartender, right? Our war, our war hero bartender. Yeah. And that's all we had, right? Like we, like we have bar, bartender is a war hero. Right. But now the players like take a liking to the bartender. Oh, yeah. Right. Like on their downtime, they're hanging out in the bar yep. or one of the players starts getting really chatty and every session, like wants to chat up the bartender. Yep. So during your campaign maintenance, during your prep, you can now like go back and write more backstory. Yeah. So you you don't have to write all the backstory at once, right? Like you just like you just write more during your downtimes and then get that out to the table.
1: Yeah. So then we can find out about, you know, he got the wound saving, um, the man that he loved from an explosion and it could get really interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, so that's the way you, um, that's the way that you also, um, avoid over prepping backstory is that using those things that we talked about all the way at the beginning of the episode about, um, how important is this character? Uh, How likely are we going to encounter this character? We'll let you know how much initial backstory you need to prep. And then we'll also kind of guide you into whether or not you want to add some backstory to the character. And sometimes, the last part before we jump back into this, sometimes this stuff gets done at the table. So maybe you didn't (laughs) have any backstory, right? The players start talking to the bartender, and then you just made up a bunch of stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Capture that down, like write that on, like write that in your notes and get it like back into your NPC notes so that you have that bit of backstory that got spontaneously created at the table. Yeah. Okay. So out of that sidebar, kind of get us back in because we're getting close to the end of know, the episode. I'm watching I watching
1: it. Yeah, go.
0: <laughs> so no matter how much story you create in a campaign, you now have the ability to pace out how that comes into play. So where with the one shot, everything had to happen in the course of one session. In a campaign, we have many sessions to roll out that NPC's backstory.
1: Yeah, so if we use the same idea as Madam Evil, now we can slow that idea down even more. Rather than talking about unfurling this scene by scene, we're talking about unfurling this session by session. So we can do things with it like intersperse it into other plot lines, you know, build it into part of an arc, build that into part of a campaign, you know, where along the villain major is Madame Evil? Is she the villain Or is she like in the supervillain group, you know, does she work for bad horse? You know, like where are you along this spectrum? And you get to work all of that stuff in and decide how major this, this whole plot line is. Right. And how fast, how fast you want to reveal that and make her the important person.
0: Yep. Now I'm still going to recommend, don't do the villain monologue. Like just, Don't. It's never fun to reveal the backstory like right before you take down the character. So don't do the monologue. But besides all the other kind of ways that we've talked about expressing the backstory, there are still a couple of other ways you can do it. Like, for instance, in Blades in the Dark or in Scum and Villainy, If you don't want to do it during the free time part of the game, you can actually set up like a long-term project so that during the player's downtimes, they can do research to get more background information. And when we talk about doing long-term projects, Uh our concerns turn to the fact that this episode may be becoming a long-term project. Uh And thus, we need to move to the end of the show. But before we do that, Senda... Tell us about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network.
1: Sure. On the Misdirected Mark podcast, Chris, Phil, and Bob, gosh, who's who's Phil, go live every Tuesday evening at 845 Eastern, 645, the Queen's time, to break it down and get inside games, game mastering, playing games, and game design in an effort to entertain and inform you. I think those guys are all right. <laughs>
0: Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. They're, they're a pretty good show, yeah. They've been doing it for a little while. Yeah,
1: they've been doing it for a while. They must be old.
0: <laughs> Some older than others. <laughs> Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet?
1: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark Google Plus community where... Or you can drop us an email panda at misdirectedmark.com.
0: Please, 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 please send us your topics. We're actually running a little low in the old topic bin. Are we, we could use a few more. Are you sure? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll t- actually. I'll tell you what we really need. Okay. If people want to send them in the next couple weeks, we have to do a couple grab bag episodes. Right.
1: We need the short ones uh, because
0: because we're getting close to Metatopia. Yeah. So, we need the grab bag questions. These are the simple little they they don't constitute a whole episode kind of questions. What's our favorite type of mochi, whatever. Like <laughs> any like ask ask your questions. Ask some of them about role playing as well. We'll answer them in the grab bag section. We could use a bunch of those. Um Because like I said, in a couple weeks, we're prepping um, a pair of grab bag episodes to go out. Yes. Besides sending topics, which we so very much love, what is the other thing you can do with our social media information?
1: Uh, You can send us your table selfies. So the next time you are sitting down to play a game with those awesome peeps, snap a shot of you. And everybody playing that game, hashtag it table selfie and plop it on the social media of your choice. Twitter happens to be the easiest one because I can usually see it there, but you know, we'll do our best wherever and we will swing by and like it because we really like actually seeing what you guys are playing.
0: And if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can support our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get all sorts of awesome stuff. You will get access to the bonus outtakes from this show, the after show from Misdirected Mark. You will get access to the Slack channel. Um, Our top tier patrons often get interesting surprises like things that are about to be released from encoded designs. Those just happen to show up in people's mailboxes because we love to give stuff away. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we kind of like as we hack around and make stuff. Um, There's no schedule to that, but we like to release things like parody songs and bingo boards and crossword puzzles and things like that as the mood strikes us kind of thing. We also like to shout out to our patrons, uh, and we're going to shout out to a few of them uh, tonight.
1: John Carney, the court necromancer.
0: Kevin Minorchik, thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Donahue McCarthy, thank you so much.
0: And, Senda, there's another thing that we pandas love oh so much. That is almost as good as a good shoot of bamboo. Almost. Almost as good, not quite. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with the Patreon campaign because maybe you're supporting it or unable to support it, which isn't a problem. What is that thing that makes us so excited?
1: You can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review really does help people find the show, which is fantastic. And they really can be better than fresh bamboo. Sometimes it depends if the bamboo is like nice and green and has that little bit of sap to it. Versus like if it's been around in the, you know, for a couple of days, it's just not quite as good. And then we'd rather have a review, right? I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. Awesome. You could be awesome, too, by leaving a review on Apple podcast or where you get your podcasts if they take reviews.
1: So, Phil, show me how you're going to roll out the backstory for that next major NPC in your scum and villainy game.
0: Absolutely. I think what I'm going to do is start by uh, having a wound.
1: This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, 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 show me what you got.
0: Show me what you've got. Bloop (laughs) licky. And welcome to the pre-show. I feel like we like we need that music like they have for the um for the game room. That rising that rising music. Welcome to the pre show. (laughs) I'm able to drink my water. Oh, good! You still
1: have a drink. Drink a drinky drink. Listen to the sound of that straw. Oh, wait, you, you can't. can't.
0: It. You know what's even better about it? So the the gauge, like the I don't know what is it? The, the gauge, the bore, whatever, the, like the hole. The hole is. Um, that's what she said. It's bigger because it's made for. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe easy. that's
1: what he said. Whoa. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Yeah. There you go. That's hot. Um. Anyway. The um the
1: hole, yes. Those
0: they're made for smoothies. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? So it's like it's bigger. Uh-huh. Um so when I put it into the top for my um for the cup, mm-hmm. it like fits perfectly into the the hole that was cut out for drinking from yeah. it. So it doesn't even move Like it doesn't, like, it doesn't move. Yeah. It's perfect.
1: Yeah. No wiggles.
0: Kick ass. Silicone straw, not silicone cups. <laughs>
1: It. Okay, let me just say this. It holds this. it in place. Straight up. There's like so... There's something really dirty hovering on the tip of my brain about holes wiggling in silicone but I can't quite construct it into anything useful so we're just gonna move on.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's so much you can do with
1: <laughs> I'm just not quite firing on all cylinders tonight. You're gonna carry us through this with your design high. I think
0: I... I think, for safety's sake, it may be better that you aren't firing on all cylinders.
1: <laughs> you think that's better? <laughs> I don't. We can't have this conversation. <laughs> what are is, we doing? This, what is this? This
0: Borders. Wait, wait, shh! Listen. Do you hear the ice cracking? Right.
1: We're falling like, down into the uh, into the bonus outtakes. Is what's happening here.
0: We're falling into the after show.
1: (laughs) Well, that's kind of... I don't know if you've listened to our bonus outtakes recently, but other than a brief exception to talk about your notebook for 12 minutes, they tend to be the land of the terrible things.
0: By the way, notebook (laughs) updates still love it. I've been using it a bunch now. So I've now used it. I've now used all three notebooks. I've used the design notebook the uh, GMing notebook a couple times and I finally on Sunday used the player's notebook super good and,
1: like, and how does it smell
0: oh my god the cover still smells amazing <laughs> like I, I got caught I got caught smelling it like we were sitting around and I like put it up to my nose and I was like oh, and Bob looks at me and I'm like it's leather man like it smells so good <laughs> there's a little bit of the thing that you predicted about keeping it open mm-hmm. But here's the thing, right? I realized why I realized when you kept saying this why I was like that's no big deal. That's no big deal. You're left-handed. I'm left-handed. Oh. I always hold it open.
1: Okay, that this right? all makes the, sense now cuz to me right. it's truly obnoxious.
0: Right, because you'd have to be like writing and then like yeah. hold it with your, like flat with your left like but I'm just writing.
1: Bloop. Okay, well so for those of us who need something that opens flat because somebody asked me on Twitter today in reaction to your notebook what my notebook was. (laughs) My fantastic open flat ones that I just got a new one of are Studio O.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. no. Say it again.
1: (laughs) Why? (laughs) We have to go back to this. Like Studio O?
0: Studio O. O.
1: Studio O. (laughs)
0: <laughs> whoa
1: wasn't that what you Man. were going for you just kept asking it was I
0: just didn't it was I just didn't I didn't realize that was going to be so good <laughs> I, gotta take a, I gotta take a drink of cold water here
1: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here we should probably start the show
0: probably right into the yeah. show is where we go from here right
1: <laughs> where do we go from here all right
0: Meow, little kitten. Meow. Meow. Bloop. (laughs) Took me like 30 (laughs) seconds to realize, like, I'm just not even there.
1: (laughs) Oh, he's stroking his beard. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Bloop. Hey, Phil.
0: Oh, man. I gotta just...
1: No, God. (laughs) No.
0: Bloop. Very good. Continue along. (laughs) Bloop. Delete, delete, delete. Delete. Delete, delete,
1: delete, 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 delete.
0: All right. Okay. Take anyway, two. that Take was my two. fault. That was that one was uh, that was legitimately my. I know because I was like,
1: one. "Hey," Sorry. and you were like, "Wait."
0: <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" I had an idea, but you apparently had the same know, idea. No worries.
1: It's okay. It's, it's moving along. It's, it's drift compatible. Bloop. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> got to cut me off. I'm not giving out actual. I, there's dates no. And shit on there's
1: there. no. There's no cutting off. There's just the music, right?
0: Okay. Boom. I thought it was the music. Send a cut that so I'm I don't give out it. any personal information on the air.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were, you were born. What?
0: And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host with the larger backstory.
1: <laughs> yeah, but are you going to say your name.
0: I mean it, did did people not know who I am by this point in time? You, you can't. All right, take 2. Take 2.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish the bit. <laughs> Bloop. I so trying to make rolling tonight. noises and failing.
0: <laughs> Bloop. Um,
1: asterisks. Asterisks. Ast wow. Asterisks. <laughs> Bloop. Evil John,
0: Kevin Minorchik.
1: Right? Huh, evil John, the court necromancer.
0: Yeah, 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 Evil John. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Evil John. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bloop.
0: It's been a little while since we got a review.
1: <laughs> Have we looked?
0: I I just I'm looking right now. No. Our last one was in August. That August is good. August is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh that one's PK solo. <laughs> I know, PK so. is awesome. <laughs> Bloop. This last part is you. It's not in red.
1: But it's no, it it's says Bill.
0: Oh, cuz that's wrong.
1: <laughs> I I'm not okay.
0: It's wrong because whoever does the opening of the show.
1: Right. So it wasn't just that it wasn't red. It was very clearly marked as you.
0: (laughs) It was marked as me. It was marked in my color. It was your color. It It had your name
1: at the beginning. Fixed
0: the whole thing. Try it again. Ready? Bloop.
1: Show me what you got. Show me what you got. got. He's not going to actually reveal what's going to happen.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, 45 Minutes. minutes. Yeah, it was a fun topic. Thank you.
1: you Jane Prophet. caught my
0: eye when I was prepping.
1: Yep. It's good. Yeah, it's
0: good. It's good. Do you want to uh do you wanna say goodbye and we'll I mean, uh, roll really out of here and make so. this a very editable Very thing. What's going on with you? Why are, I don't you know. why are you mumbling? I'm just saying words. <laughs> You're not saying useful ones. No. Do you need to sit and be quiet for a few seconds?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I should probably not do that on the mics. I don't need to sit and be quiet on the mics. That would be weird.
0: Okay. You want (laughs) to say goodbye? Uh Uh-huh. All right. Say goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye. (laughs) Totally just banged into my mic.